0: Oh, mm-hmm. Welcome. 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 Hi, everyone. Welcome to Live the Tape with Johnny Pemberton. This is a new episode. If you're hearing it for the first time, if you're hearing it for the first time, I'm essentially living inside of this pentatonic scale. Pent means five, five means the number of notes that we're living inside of. Sometimes it's an octave, but still the same thing. What is an octave? An octave is when the waves are the same frequency, but they're further apart. I think that's what it means. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure if you took an oscilloscope and put it on, the same sound it's called nothing it would look similar just wider or tighter and lighter and better for butter and lack of another listening to right now is uh, music played by me on my Canadian balafon. It's a wonderful instrument. It's essentially, (laughs) I don't want to talk over it, you know, I just like listening to it. It almost sounds like I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Almost. It almost sounds like I have any idea how to play this thing. Now it's time for a little departure from regular programming. Hey everyone. Um, Right now I'm sitting in the garage. This dusty-ass garage. It's got a ton of uh, dust in it. Cardboard. A A lot of cardboard pretty significant amount of cardboard, um, for some reason I, I don't know, keep that shit around, uh, I'm sitting in the garage just because, uh, I'm to, kind of tired of sitting where I normally would record, uh, my, po- my podcast stuff, I don't, like, feel like sitting there right now, just because, yeah, it's nice to change the space and the pace and all that kind of crap like that, so, sorry to be so plain here and to be, like, very normal and whatnot, um, to be unaffected and clean and all all that crap, I just feel like I need to address some stuff because, because I feel like I need to address some stuff because it's, it's been going on too long. I feel like I sort of just been, um, what's the word? I sort of been working around it or sort of ignoring it or kind of being like, like it'll go away, but I feel like the only way to make some certain things go away is to, to actively work on them and also to sort of just talk it out and share it with people. So uh, what I'll say is that um, for the past good amount of time, um, I have been kind of like in a really dark place mentally. That means like just having, you know, a lot of negative thoughts and doing a lot of um, unfair comparisons and stuff like that. That's the sound of a helicopter. But I, you know, I actually like that. I really fucking love that sound. I fucking love the sound of helicopters. I really do. Uh, I'm actually glad it flew over right now. It makes things easier to talk about. So, yeah, what I want to say is that, yeah, I've been in like, a dark place mentally. And I think a lot of that has to do, well, it has to do with a lot of different things. Like like most things, there's like a lot of facets to this th- problem or whatever you want to call it. Uh, one of them I feel like is that I have not been working. I've had a lot of time on my hands, which is, uh, which is, you know, it's awesome. It's a great thing. But I, for some reason, have trouble with that because it makes me, I derive a lot of self-worth from working, from being an actor, like, and doing comedy, doing that stuff, having like a lot of, a lot to, uh, something to wake up for that I have, that others are dependent upon me, that kind of thing. It's very it's very easy when you have a good job as an actor. You gotta get up early and you gotta be there on time because if you're not, there's all these people. There's so many people dependent upon you showing up, and it's like it sounds. I don't know, egotistical or whatever, but it's really you have an incredibly important job when you do that, and it feels it feels. I like feeling like I have an important job. Like I have to. Like I have to show up. I can't be late because. Other people who I like a lot, and I respect their work. I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with them by being late or making mistakes or doing stuff to cause the, to like to drag, cause something to drag or to be a, to be to be a drag or to be shitty. So, yeah, when you so when I don't when I don't have a lot of that gone on, um, it's hard because I'm so used to at this point to doing a lot of work, uh, and I love it, any work. So. I mean, but there's also the thing where me complaining about that is also on me because I'm being like, Oh, I don't have any fucking work. Oh, p- little Johnny poopy pants here. Like I have like the most wonderful. I'm sorry. Like, it's beyond luck. It's like a, it's, it's like being a fucking anointed by some sort of a demigod being able to do work on stuff. I have been able to do. It's, it's like a pleasure beyond anything measurable. It's inc- it's it's yeah it's definitely beyond luck so uh, that's their thing is that i feel like i can't share stuff like that because i don't feel like i have a right to feel bad to not feel good because it's like this thing where yeah it's that it's that dichotomy of of feeling not good but also feeling like you don't have the right like i i feel like i don't have the right to complain about anything so that's been going on uh, in addition to it, I've had like a lot of health problems and you could I mean, you could say, when I say you, I mean me, <laughs> that that's like a thing that's uh, probably exacerbated by, exacerbated is such a great word, by the way. That's a word where if you don't, if it's, if it's not in your current lexicon of vo- your current vocabulary, fucking find a way to get it in there. It's the best, it's the best like $10 word there is, <laughs> exacerbated. I guess it, I mean, it's one of those words where to just dis- to say what it means is just to to deny its existence because it's such a good word it's a fucking great word it's kind of a medical word but either way so I feel like my health problems have exacerbated how I feel about uh, myself in terms of having a lot of time that doesn't feel productive and that having a lot of time in my hands that feeling and feeling negative also makes the health problems worse so if you don't know if you're like new to this podcast, or obviously, well, this is not this is not a normal podcast, by the way. But if you're new to this, to me or whatever, uh, I have I have no large intestine. I had my colon completely removed back in uh, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. It's so long ago at this point, I kind of like forget when it happened. But I think it was two thousand. I had my colon completely removed because uh, for about ten years, well, actually, started not ten years when I was ten years old. I got something called ulcerative colitis. It's a disease of the large intestine. It's an inflammatory disease of the large intestine. So I had that for a long time. And then when I was, what was I, I guess I must have been 19. So after nine years or so of of taking medicines that worked and didn't work and basically didn't work, um, I elected to have this surgery, which to take out your entire large intestine. It sounds like it's not a real thing. Um, that's what's so cool about it. Is it sounds like bullshit, man. What They took out your whole fucking colon. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess they did. I mean, I hope they did. Maybe they told me different. Maybe they just fucking pulled some strings in there and left everything intact. But either way, I had it out because how it works is if you have a large intestine that um, is inflamed and it has the ulcers in it for an extended period of time, like for years and years, your uh, incidence to contract... Not contract, but to do, to develop colon cancer uh, like triples every year because cells in the lining of the small, of the large bowel, of the large intestine, they um, they're just sort of like har- they're harassed by inflammation for so long. Something called dysplasia happens, which is mutation of the cells, and mutated cells are precancerous. So basically, you're just like asking to get cancer the longer you have a large intestine that's inflamed from disease. That is not being effectively treated so that's the long and short of a long short of <laughs> I guess it is maybe it's the long of it it's probably the long of it but it's probably the shortest that's probably the shortest long version does that make sense or actually that's probably, probably the you know what it is it's probably the longest short version it's one of the two a doctor wouldn't accept that but to a lay person it's like oh okay that sounds very scientific so yeah so I had that happen to me and uh, ever since I had my colon taken out things have been much better to some extent, been a lot better. I used to have a lot of problems in the daytime, with daytime, like I'd have to rush to the bathroom. And if I didn't get to the bathroom in time, I would sometimes shit my pants, also known as pooping your pants, I would do that. And it happened to me, not a ton, but it happened to me enough, happened to me more than probably anyone else that I know. And it's also a thing where I got really good at knowing where bathrooms were, and I would get to bathrooms, quickly and easily and all that stuff it's just something where because i was like i said i had it since i was 10 years old so i just i knew the game at this point i knew the game to play just to, to keep myself uh from shitting my pants or anyone noticing that i was having problems and somehow i played the game so well that fucking no one knew that i was sick and everyone was really surprised when i had surgery which i when i was 19 um, like what, what? What do you have? What? I had no idea because I kept it from everybody because I was so fucking embarrassed because it's a, it's a poo poo disease, you know. It's a thing where it's just how humans are. It's like a i i my personal theory is that we laugh at shitting and pooping because it's this, thing, it's like a defense mechanism, defense mechanism, like a humanistic defense mechanism to keep us from. Um, like getting bogged down with stuff that involves feces because feces also that's why we find them so disgusting it's because their feces are they're bad for you and they cause disease so if if we're naturally disgusted by by shit then it keeps us keeps we keep a distance from it and we don't get contaminated by it because all there's pretty much anytime you get food poisoning you guys all fucking know this but yeah shit shit's fucking bad shit's dirty and shit's bad so If you have a shit disease, by proxy, you feel dirty and bad. So I think a lot of... uh, I I definitely have dealt with... I mean, like I said, I've dealt with this for a long time. So it's nothing new that I have to deal with this disease that is inherently embarrassing because of the nature of of shit. So if you shit a lot, you're seeing a lot of shit, and you're shitting on things or, or at times when it's not really appropriate necessarily like I never had a food service job not because I didn't want one or couldn't hack it just because the idea of having to go to the bathroom and make have like a loud stinky poop it's you know it's like a thing where I don't want to be handling someone's food even though I I fucking wash my hands you know I mean I think it makes sense it's just a thing where I don't want to something where I never wanted to have to be um blamed for or like be involved in that type of a situation. So I always avoided things like that where I could be um, ostracized for having uh, loud, stinky, frequent shits. I did that for a long time. And so, like, like I said, I had my colon removed. That was like in 2001, I guess, maybe 2000. I keep changing the fucking year on you guys, it's so funny. But I, I did that, and yeah, things were good for a while. And I I developed something called pouchitis, which is uh, basically just colitis part two. It's inflammation of the the J pouch. What the J pouch is is essentially I can't believe I'm explaining all this crap right now. But I think it's kind of important. I think it's kind of interesting, right? I don't know. Is it? I think it's mildly interesting, especially if you haven't heard it before. But the J pouch is the is this internal sort of rectum that's created with the ending of your small intestine. They they make a cut on the side of the ending of your small intestine and they double it back on itself and sew it up like a j like a j where that little loop in the j is connected instead of there being a gap um you can look up pictures of it and it will make more sense so that that's basically my new sort of rectum slash colon it does obviously doesn't work as well as the real thing but that's all i've got because they took out the the big the big boy uh, so, yeah, it's a two-part surgery. It's a, it's a big old fucking crazy surgery. I took an entire semester off of college to have it done. So, yeah, I developed pouchitis afterwards, which is basically inflammation of the J-pouch. So I had to start taking antibiotics every day. Um, I've taken maybe four or five different antibiotics for that because for some reason this has to do with some sort of – it's like a bacterial infection. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but suffice to say – that when I took Cipro, once I started having problems with this, when I took Cipro, I felt like a fucking thousand times better because it fixed the problem of pouchitis. And I felt good for years. I would take these antibiotics and I felt fucking great. Um, my, I, would, I, wouldn't, um, I didn't have urgency to go to the bathroom at all. at all. Like, I, If I had to go to the bathroom, I was like, I got to fucking an hour, maybe two hours before I have to go. So that was cool as shit and fast forward to now or maybe the last couple years really it kind of um goes back and forth and those antibiotics i've been taking forever um due to who knows what factors i mean everyone's immediately going to say antibiotic resistance i i've heard everything i mean i really don't (laughs) i i tell it to myself all the time too but i feel like it's it could be a lot of different things medicine's There's a lot of different science that says different things. But yeah, it's probably to some degree some type of antibiotic resistance. I've been taking probiotics forever on and off with some success. But the whole probiotic thing, a lot of people put a lot behind it. But in truth, the microbiome of the human gut is deeply complicated. And we've only begun to start to understand uh, what's there and how it relates to the other things in your body. Like, it's, it's, it's fucking super complicated. So... The idea that you 're going to take like a maybe ten different bacteria once a day or twice a day and that 's going to fix you is kind of ludicrous because also that shit gets upset anytime you take any type of antibiotic there 's all kinds of things that can cause cause problems in your um in your gut it 's really easy to 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 disturb especially for someone like me so yeah, these antibiotics they stop being effective and they have as effective and when I say it stopped being effective what I mean to say is I started having problems with nighttime incontinence and uh, if you don't know what nighttime incontinence means it's basically like the nicest most pleasant way to say shitting the bed <laughs> uh, and to me that's just um yeah so I I started having a lot of problems shitting the bed I mean I had I had problems with that years ago and it would come in god i almost said come in spurts (laughs) uh man that's the thing about bowel disease and stuff there's the puns the puns you don't have to even try to use them they just show up the fucking puns just show up all the time so yeah i haven't i'd have nighttime incontinence aka shitting the motherfucking bed um at odd intervals you know it, it would happen if I'm like super super tired because I've been traveling or I drank a ton of alcohol and I'm super tired it just things like sort of in extreme situations not everyday kind of stuff I could take I could do stuff I could take Imodium I could do certain things to prevent me from having nighttime incontinence but over the past couple of years Um, I don't know what's happened exactly, but it just sort of started to creep up on me. And the things that used to work aren't working like they used to. And it's happening for reasons, and less and less reasons, and to the point where sometimes it just happens. And it's this thing where, when I say it, I mean shitting the bed. So um, when I say that, well, obviously, for one, it's like a really hard thing to talk about because shitting the bed is the worst thing you can do. I mean, if you want to say someone fucks something up as much as a person can fuck it up, you say, Oh yeah, man, fucking Johnson sure shit the bed on that presentation. I mean, that's it. It's, there's nothing worse than, than shitting where you sleep. It's just like the worst thing that there is. You can pee. Peeing's fine. Like, to me, peeing is like, man, I would love to fucking piss instead of shit. I mean, obviously, pee, Have you have a liquid, so there's maybe a bit more uh, permeation of the of the uh substrate, so to speak. Uh so that's bad, but you can easily fix that by fucking uh having some rubber sheets or some shit, you know? But shitting the bed there's just obviously like the saying goes, you know, it's it's the worst thing you can do. And when it happens to me, it's just this thing where um it's not like a... it's just it's such I guess I can't overstate the psychic impact of when that happens to me. And it's something to where I feel like it's um, it's just wearing me down. Like it's wearing me down mentally to have to be positive in the face of that. And it's just especially in the face of also going back to what I was talking about at the beginning, to having all this time on my hands, a.k.a. not working, so I feel undervalued and um, I just, I feel less, I have a lower opinion of myself, but for, I mean for no good reason. It's just, it's this thing where I feel like for a long time I worked really hard uh, my career because that was able for, to, for me to um, take the place of feeling bad about myself for how physically ill I felt. And so, when I don't have this thing that typically is there to boost me back up again by making me feel good about myself through my performances or some or whatever it is through like accolades or getting a job that's really cool that kind of thing if that's not there and I also have even more of this uh, feeling feeling negative thoughts and feeling bad about myself because of this thing that, that that's happening to me at night when I sleep that I really can't control as much as I think I can. Um, it just, the combination of those two things is starting, to just, it just started to catch up to me. And it's like I just f- feel really, really terrible uh, sometimes because it's so hard to, just. it's just really hard to, to move past it, to to just sort of, contextualize it and not worry about it and not think that I'm at fault for it because that's the other thing about it it's hard because so much stuff is dietary and it's really it's fucking hard to eat really boring foods all the time that make you feel good and also sometimes it doesn't matter there's like that's the thing is I get all this like uh, false positives on how I'm when I'm dieting and there's so many things that just make me feel like I'm fucking insane and crazy because I just can't tell. Like, I can't solve the problem. It's this thing where, like, forever I've been a person who... Like, I love solving problems. Not so much puzzles, but, like, solving a problem of... Like, being a... Analyzing a system and figuring out what it is about that that is... That I can repair, I can fix. And with this is something where I'm just fucking... At my wits' in because I can't, I can't intellectualize myself. I can't like, I can't think it through. I can't figure it out. I can't like crack the fucking code, of, of not shitting in the bed. I'm not, for one, I'm not, I'm not saying I do this every night by any means, but I mean, th- just think about it. If it happened to you, even once a month, kind of unexpectedly, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be like really throw you for a loop, especially in terms of your self-confidence? It's something where it just makes you... Yeah, it's the perfect storm. Uh, I don't really know where I'm going with this or how I want to end it. But I just wanted to say all that stuff because... I feel like um, with the pod, with regards to the podcast and just everything... In general... That um, that's where I'm at. And it's hard to admit it. Like I'm saying this out loud right now. Sitting in a garage because I just... It's something where I feel... It's like such a fucking... It's even hard for me to say it, but it's like such a a deeply shameful thing that it's like I feel ashamed saying it's shameful. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm doing this in an effort to, to say it out loud and to kind of cast some light on it. And I know that all of you who listen... Um, if I end up actually putting this up, I'm I'm gonna put this up. Yeah, um, the, you know, you're all really cool, super understanding, amazing people. I mean, I've got emails from people uh, throughout the years that are just like, "Wow, you're like fucking so cool," and it makes me feel. It makes me. hum. Makes me feel. It's very humbling, and it's not just humbling. It's also just like uh, touching and so cool that um, that there's something I can make that. I like to listen to that someone else likes to listen to just as much that I just can't kind of can't even believe it's, it's real so yeah I'm just saying this in an effort to just kind of be like hey this is this is um, if maybe I see, seem like uh, out of it or inconsistent or whatever that's what's going on and it's uh, I'm working on it working on it doom, doom. chh That's a 10cc song that Jay Dilla sampled. Yeah, so I'm working on it. And I'm going to be doing some stuff for the podcast in an effort to work on that too, to be more creative with things. But also, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I may actually take a month off of the podcast to work on uh, some video stuff because I think that's maybe um, kind of a better use of my time. Like I said, I love I love recording the podcasts, I really do. Uh, I love all the listener support. That's super cool. The thing is, is technically I don't make a living off this podcast, um, which is which is totally fine. I didn't start. I started the podcast. It was I didn't give a shit about any of that stuff at all because I was I started it because I was working on this network television show that I really. Uh, I didn't hate it. I just felt very confined creatively, like incredibly so. So I was like, "Oh, I'll make something that's that's, that's going to be so fucking psychedelic and crazy that they're going to tell me to to not to take it down because it's ruining my reputation as a as a public persona because it's a, t- a conservative TV show. It was for ABC, and that's what I wanted." didn't happen obviously because that would fucking never happen i mean that would be like the dream right it's like getting a cease and desist like you want a cease and desist i would love a fucking cease and desist because it means someone listens enough and thinks something has enough influence that they don't want you to put it out there anymore so that's that's what i basically was going for but things have changed obviously i got really busy and couldn't do that podcast anymore and now i'm doing this one which I fucking love I, I'm really proud of all these episodes some of them I'm really proud of and I think they're just like the ultimate in listening like I really do think they're great especially in terms of the, the landscape of most podcasts like I feel like a lot of these episodes of Live The Tape are, are a true alternative to, to your, to your um, white bread podcasting but also I don't really give a shit it's like it's not, I'm, I'm making them because I have fun making them and if you guys if you like them that's awesome that's just that's just bonus so what I'm saying is, is that yeah, I don't make money off a of podcast. I make some money. Thanks for those of you who are part of the Patreon, the the few and the proud. <laughs> it'll grow. I know it'll grow, and it, over time. Uh, but I, like I said, yeah, I don't I don't make a living off that. I'm an actor. That's why I make most of my money off that and doing stand up comedy, which is I feel like it's kind of one of the same being. Uh, doing perform i'm a a paid performer essentially that's why i make a living doing so uh the podcast is wonderful and it's a great outlet but if it's taking me taking time away from me working on those things that i think i think uh i feel like from me personally uh that's really what i really have to offer the world in terms of um shining my light so to speak is is a comedy performance and stuff so i'm gonna i'm for the month of november i'm not doing any live performance at least that's what i'm saying right now i'm just gonna work on writing and i'm going to be doing uh one video every single day um some type, some type of a video i'll post them to instagram and post them to youtube uh every single day it's something where um sounds kind of crazy but i don't think it's that i don't think it's impossible i'm, gonna call, I'm calling it Video Vember. And um, I think some other people might do it, too. I just saw... Uh, I've been watching Britt do something called Inktober, which is a thing that the illustrators do. They do a different drawing every day for the entire month of October. And it, seeing her complete this stuff with, like, fervor and passion and how happy it's made her, it's just made me like, oh, I, I can do this. There's no reason I shouldn't. And just thinking... Even thinking about it, it gets, makes me excited. So that all that being said i'm gonna probably take a the podcast will be on a hiatus during that time just because i don't want to have to um i'll I'll probably put some episodes out like some short ones or i'll pre-record some stuff so maybe it won't be on a hiatus but uh if there is a hiatus that's what (laughs) that's what it's for because i'm working on that shit in november and i thank you for being patient and um with me but here's the deal so you don't get the the podcast won't be coming out but you'll be able to fucking watch these videos so in place of the podcast and I think I really think that that's uh, they're going to be great I know they're going to be great because it's something I'm I think I'm good at that stuff and I like doing it I fucking love helicopters I feel like I maybe said everything here this helicopter's probably telling me that yeah man you said it um, I said it. I didn't lose my shit once. I just get... Uh, see, I just said it again. Lose my shit. But uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's what's been going on with me. Uh, I also, you know, the other thing is I, I say all that stuff because I know that, like, there's a great... I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's a great Guided by Voices lyric. that song I can't remember what song it is but basically it says blah 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 did you really think you're the only one and I always have to remind myself that like oh I'm feeling depressed I'm feeling um sad I'm feeling lonesome I'm feeling like like I'm feeling bad about myself I have a lot of negative thoughts about who I am I don't I don't I'm not loving myself uh and then like and I'm feeling it makes me feel lonely but then I have to tell myself that um there's I'm not alone with that feeling and that I know that probably times you listeners uh, are going through similar things or probably a thousand times worse. Um, there's a comedian friend of mine who just just came out um, to say that he was like molested by his dad until he was four years old. So and he's 33. He just came out and said that. Um, so I mean pfft that is the, there's nothing darker in this world than that. It's like the absolute pit of evil and darkness. And he, he said that and he has a smile on his fucking face. So it's like this thing where I feel like I have to share this stuff because, um, realize that, um, I'm not alone and having bumps and difficulties and whatever, whatever I just said. And that, by also by saying this stuff, maybe one of you who is listening is um, feels better about yourself because you're like, oh, like I don't have this bad, or or I don't mean that. I mean more like you feel bad, good because oh, you're not alone. Like I I'm saying this because I want people who are listening, because obviously I have somewhat of a mouthpiece here, I have like a um, an audience to know that if you are feeling. In a way that is ne- really deeply negative. That well, you're not alone. So um, you should We should, None of us should be feeling that way. But I mean, isn't that the that's the fucking the challenge of being alive? Is is moving moving past things that are terrible and um, focusing on the wonderful brilliance and light that surrounds us all the time. Yeah, what a fucking isn't that weird? How that's hard though. Like, we live in this world that's, like, immensely wonderful and beautiful. Like, there's things happening constantly. Like, every second of every day, always, is the coolest thing happening everywhere. Even, like, a microscopic level. Everything. Yet, somehow, humans can find the fucking bad out there. We can find bad. And it mires us down to the point where we'll even fucking kill ourselves. It's crazy. I mean, it's kind of... That right there, that that happens, is almost something that should make it not happen. Does that make sense? Because it's so amazing that humans can be as negative as they can be. Like, we're, we're fucking terrible. We're so bad. Like, there's just so much bad things that humans have done to each other. Like, we're just so, so terrible. in this world It's like, so amazingly beautiful and perfect... Everywhere, all the time. Yet, some of us, fucking like torture dogs or something, you know, like put a fucking living dog in a suitcase and throw it onto a highway. Like someone did that. A person did that. Isn't that crazy? That fucking person did that. Yet, we have like, yeah. I, I guess that's what I'm, I'm saying. Is it just? It's hard. If there's so much terrible stuff. It's easy to to let that be like a shroud. Over the things that are amazing and beautiful, so we have to just band together and tell each other that um, it's okay to feel bad because you're not alone, and that you should push, push through with the with a sonic boom, <laughs> with a sonic light boom, forward, onward, upward, and be and do good things and shine that fucking light, babe shine that like i think i'm done with this now okay um it feels good though i feel really good saying all this stuff and apologize for it being like so long and sounding weird or whatever i don't know i don't need to apologize i really don't need to apologize at all there's no fucking reason why i should apologize for for talking to myself in a garage uh on a Wednesday afternoon (laughs) but either way so that's you know how I feel and everything and I love all of you a lot I really do um sounds sounds like flip or whatever when I say that but I really do uh and uh thank you so much for all the support and uh support yourself and like i'm trying to like fucking wrap this up with a bunch of bunch of vague platitudes now like I'm, it's like i'm basically just burning the bridge and i just walked over by saying a bunch of um yes yeah, so uh make sure you uh rate review and subscribe to the podcast uh donate to the patreon it's like i'm just uh make sure you check out the sponsors <laughs> that shit i should drop a sponsor right in the middle of this uh well all i want to say at the end here is that helicopters are fucking cool as shit uh, I don't know how they work. I don't, I don't think they actually work. and it's probably just some sort of a weird uh, trick that God is playing on us to make us think that that's possible. And actually, they, they, they don't actually fly by, by the grace of Bernoulli's principle. They don't actually work. They just seem like they work. And also, uh, I want to give a shout out to Night Flights, how cool it is when a plane takes off at night. That's possible, and how cool it is to be on the ground when a plane flies over you at night. To think about the people on the plane, like where they're going, how cool they fucking are, like how happy it is to have a, have a, be gone someplace. You're you're going fucking home, man, or you're going out to a cool ass place, or you're with your sweetie, or you're with your best buddy, and you're going someplace. So you can look up in the sky and see that night flight plane taking off and going somewhere. And it's cool. Or you can be inside that night flight plane and be like, man, I'm fucking up here. And it's cool because it's at night and I'm in a plane and it's fucking loud. And there's a helicopter. Okay. Love you. Bye. Seriously.